Hello and welcome to another great edition of I-80 Sports. Today we're back talking about the National Football League and some fantasy football. It's been some time off, but let's get right back into it. Steve, isn't it great to be back? Oh my God, it is so good to be back. I, I I've missed this. If you don't, if you don't mind me taking just one minute to let fans know what we're going to be doing um, in the NFL offseason. Of course. So so basically, basically, what's going to happen is is unlike last year where you and I were trying to put out a show every week. We we know that we know that we can't we can't do keep doing that because it's not the it's you guys really don't want to keep on being bombarded with fantasy football stuff. So we're just going to, we're going to cut that. We're going to cut it back in half. We're going to do about two shows a week. Um, we're still going to live stream the NFL draft and such, but basically, basically we're just going to cut back this year ju- just for some of our sanity because, because Bob and I, we do a lot of work. We do a lot of research and such. And, and unfortunate and unfortunately a lot of that comes at the expense of, us actually having socialized literally so. everything else and you know um our major league <laughs> soccer channel is taking off we just finished yeah. uh recording 28 episodes one for each major league soccer team with famous uh you know sportscasters from around major league soccer so that took a lot of time but we're ready we're back jumping right back into nfl action you're going to see mm-hmm. our content a little bit more articles. You're going to see um, some different content in different ways, more stuff on the YouTubes, more stuff on Twitter. So it's going to be as much content as always. It just may not be the same format, but we're pumping out articles this week. Uh, going to be uh, entering to, to try to become a member of the Fantasy Sports Writers Association. I did the same for my Major League Soccer, where I'm putting out sportsbook articles each week. So a lot of exciting stuff here. Let's get right back into it with some news and and notes. I have a drop for that. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. In running a podcast that really uh, isn't going to break news to anyone anymore because, you know, the, the news cycle is four minutes so on fast. Twitter and, and all the stuff comes at you fast. But we did want to mention a few of the top headlines. You can research them on your own and find out a little more. I'm going to throw over to Steve. Yeah. Um, so this is just fantasy relevant news. And so obviously the biggest one being that Aaron Rodgers agrees to a four-year $200 million extension. Now just reset the quarterback market. Yeah. Yeah, he he's saying that those aren't the actual terms, but I don't believe anything Aaron Rodgers says. But one thing we do know is that Chargers um, wide receiver Mike Williams, he's staying. He's not hitting free agency. And he he got the bag. Three year, got yeah, the bag. three years, $60 million, $20 million a year. Um, $40 Bronco, million guaranteed, which I feel like yeah. is a huge number for someone with Mike Williams' track record at this point. Stud yeah. in college, but we just haven't seen – I mean – We've seen him play amazingly in the pros, just not put it together over a full 16. So that's a huge number for him. 
Yeah. And uh, so obviously, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos were like, hold my adult beverage. We're going to one up the Aaron Rodgers news. And they trade two first round picks, two second round picks. Plus, uh, I think it was like a fifth round pick. Plus Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris for quarterback Russell Wilson. And now the Seahawks own the ninth pick in the draft. So Denver gets their quarterback and Seattle is totally in a rebuild mode. Totally rebuild mode, but you know what? With two first-round picks, they have a quarterback in Drew Locke who, let's be honest, this Broncos offense kind of betrayed him at times. I think he has some talent we don't know. We see quarterbacks leave one system to go to another, and we don't know what they're going to bring. So while we don't know, I think Drew Locke is is a coin toss. Um, He's just a piece. They got Noah Fant. They got Shelby Harris. Those are two very good pieces and two first-round picks. If they want, they could probably go quarterback with one of those or wait even until next year and try to get the pieces over there in Seattle around him. Um, The Washington Commanders, newly branded while we were on our hiatus, Washington Commanders, they trade the several mid-round picks. It was like, it was like two third round picks. One can become a second round pick for Carson Wentz and the, and Washington and the Colts swap second round picks. So Colts move up to 42 and Washington moves back. I believe it was to 49. Yeah. I don't know what is going on here, but I do know uh, I don't really care about Carson Wentz anymore. Um, he was basically free two second round picks. Yeah. Um, okay. It's just not really exciting to me. I I don't think the commanders got better. I think the Colts may have gotten better. We'll see where this goes. Yep. And then just fantasy relevant players who were um, franchise tag, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin. We, we expected that. But three tight ends for the tight end whisperer here, Bob. David Njoku of the Browns, Cowboys Dalton Schultz, and Dolphins tight end Mike Gusecki. All three of them got tagged. Gesicki and Schultz are two players that I know um, are a big part of that offense. Whether or not they catch 80 balls a year is not, you know, the tight end's only value. They're definitely valuable players there, but David Njoku was a little bit of a shock. He was a hard knocks star. One of the, you know, the first guys who took his shirt off and people uh, swooned. They they just fell in love. I think (laughs) he has some big amount of playing time coming for him, and I, I think that he has to be a part of that offense if if he's getting paid as a top player in his position. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's it for news and notes. So I wrote an article. uh, I wrote an article a a couple weeks ago, getting us ready for free agency. Now, yesterday's news completely changed this list. But uh, and you guys can read the full article at uh, at iesports.com, the original list, I, I, because because at that time none of these players were whether tagged yeah, or signed. Sure. But here here are the here are the new here is the new top ten of my fantasy free agent list, um, and and this is just for fantasy. So we're we're keeping it fantasy relevant here, Bob. What are some what are just some initial reactions to this? Uh, my initial reaction is they have Allen Robinson, wide receiver uh, and player number eight on your list behind Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Kirk, and Jacoby Myers. I hope this was alphabetical or something. I know Allen Robinson is 29, Age. but he's only ever played with bad quarterbacks. We have not seen the best of Allen Robinson, and he's 29 years old. How scary is that? It's just a strange thing to see. But but you know the thing is the thing is is the way that he played last season really scared me because you know 
Justin Field Justin Fields isn't wasn't terrible. He was just in a terrible system. And Allen Robinson, if he wanted to be paid like a number one wide receiver, he needed to go out there and act like it. But Darnell Mooney was the one who was, who was there. But we'll talk about him later. Hashtag I'm also a little bit surprised list. to see Ronald Jones ahead of James Conner on your list. Like, where's the Homer pick, man? Like, like we've seen <laughs> Ronald Jones Jr. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly why he's higher than James Conner. There's two factors here. Age because he's 25 and he's actually the youngest running back on my on my top 25 and and two there are so many running back openings and you know James Conner he showed that he was a backup at best and and a, and a number two at best last season. I mean you know, I don't think his goal line Leonard, work quite quite agrees with you there. I think James yeah. Conner is a piece. He's a piece of the puzzle. He's not a feature, yeah. but I he's mean, definitely I mean, a piece was, of the puzzle. I mean, but hey, you know, James Conner was number five in, in half PPR last year. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, is, you know, he, he was run rampant in Pittsburgh and, and the tread showed last year. I'm um, also interested in, in Rashad Penny being on this list as a top five. Um, not for the reason you think, just because he was so good out of college and he looked so good, but he just always fought injuries. The fantasy community at large was ready to sign him up for the Hall of Fame when his career started. Kind of hard to mm -hmm. believe he's 26 already and still hasn't put it together, but looked fantastic yeah, at I points mean, last year. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why he's so high right now. Because Now, Rashad Penny was originally... Now, Rashad Penny down were all below... We're all uh, like 11 and further. But Sorry. yeah, <laughs> you know, my, the original list, they were just, yeah, it, it was bad. It gets gross pretty quickly there in free agency. Definitely not a good year for the NFL draft, not a good year for free agency. Maybe that's why we're seeing a lot of trades and stuff like that going on this year, even more than we would ever see in a normal year, just because it, mm -hmm. it, it, it's uh, it, it's the scan squad out there. It's it's not not much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's get into yeah, the topic. Yeah. It's 10 minutes, so we haven't hit the topic yet. We got to get going. Five worst fantasy teams of 2021. The highway is full of letdowns and disappointments. Here's our flat tire picks. Five teams total that are the worst teams for fantasy in 2021. Steve hit us with number five. Yeah, so this... Oh, man. This one... It, this one hit a, a, a little hard for me because I love this team, but the Chicago Bears, they are number five. So basically, so basically what happened is, is I, uh, when I tabulated all this stuff, I, I got the, I got, I tabulated how many points the team scored in total, even backups and, and even the irrelevant ones. And then I and then over 17 games, how many points they scored fantasy wise as a team, and then the top players at each position. So pretty straightforward. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really run down um, the numbers, but as you can see, Andy Dalton, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, and Cole Komet were the top um, were the top performers. You know, and people are like, oh well, Cole Komet he was he was 22. You know, that isn't isn't being in the top 24 a good thing? Not for a tight end. Um, but you know, one player that really shined, I mean, we all knew that Montgomery was going to be, um, good. And in the 13 games that he played, he was, but Darnell Mooney, I hope people listen to my advice of get Darnell Mooney because he was pretty darn good last season. 
Absolutely. And part of that was the failure of Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson had 38 receptions last year. I mean, just a fall from grace for an incredibly, incredibly skilled player. Part of that is is the quarterback play. You had Nick Foles, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, none of which played what I would call good football. Actually, only Nick Foles had more touchdowns than interceptions, and that number is at one. So definitely uh, <laughs> barren here on the Bears for that exact reason. David Montgomery, good season at 21, but compared to where he was being drafted, like he was going to be an all-star, yes. that has to become a disappointment. Um, I personally had David Montgomery right around where I projected him finishing for the season. So for me, uh, David Montgomery did exactly what I expected him to do, but I also wasn't drafting him in the second round. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going we're gonna to hop to the number four team, and this is the Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we all, we all know what happened after the first four weeks. They had a great first four weeks. I mean, they took the Cowboys to task. Um, but then after, but then like after the Cowboys, it was just a, and you know, it was just an implosion. They brought back Cam Newton. There was a little bit of a spark there, but you know, ultimately he couldn't, he couldn't outduel Sam Darnold. So, of course. And, and, and last year I was the biggest Sam Darnold truther. And now I have to eat crow. So, I mean, it seemed like the XFL was uh, taking a step backwards with PJ Walker, uh, seeing what he had to to offer the world. But when I look at this fantasy uh, contribution, I mean, 250 fantasy points easily could have been given up by Christian McCaffrey alone. I mean, he had only seven games played, 99 rushes, 442 yards and a touchdown. Not exactly the touchdown pace we would have expected, but the yardage would have been there had he stayed healthy for a full season. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was on, uh, honorable in, in, in replacement, but if you look at their yards per attempt, Christian McCaffrey 4.5, Chuba Hubbard 3.6. So definitely not the same brand back, but I do like what Chuba Hubbard brings to this team, which is just a chance for Christian McCaffrey to get off the darn field. There have been uh, rumors of Christian McCaffrey being traded. I don't know if there's any truth to that, and I wouldn't know how to value him at this point uh, at all. Can you, do, you, do you have anything to say about the value of Christian McCaffrey? Well, the, Pan the Panthers are listening to offers, but they won't be listening to any offer that doesn't have a first-round pick in it. Then, I mean, honestly, the last two seasons, McCaffrey has been has been injured too much, and it just – Makes me wonder if he can if he can handle a full workload, which makes me wonder if he's worth a first round pick. Do you think that he's worth a first round pick? It's so tough because players get labeled as injury prone when they really haven't been injury prone. I mean, he had two years in a row where he missed a significant amount of time, but he was mm. also getting the ball in his hands more than I've ever seen before. So it's very it's very hard for me to to put that valuation on him, but I think a first round pick would be fair if it's like a first and a third or a first, a third and a backup running back. I could see that being, you know, the swing for the fences there that you might be looking for. Yeah, I'm just looking at his age, looking up his age real quick. He's going to be tw wow, he's going to be 25 years old um in June. I mean 26 years old in June. So, I mean, he's still he's still got 5 good years left, so maybe he is worth that first round pick. All right. So, now uh, do you have anything else for the Carolina Panthers before we move on? I do. I want to talk just briefly about DJ Moore because when when you look at his stat line from last season, you see um a lot of targets, 163 targets, 93 receptions. Not bad, but 57% catch. I'd like to see that get bumped just a little bit. Almost 1200 yards but only four touchdowns. 
I think it's the touchdowns that really killed him because if you look mm -hmm. at where he fell last year, um, uh, one extra touchdown would have landed him like multiple, multiple spots higher. I'm, I'm loading up. I'm having some uh, computer issues right now. He was uh, wide receiver right around the 20 mark, depending on what your format was. 177 points. If he had just two extra touchdowns, that would be 12 extra fantasy points. That would put him at like the 190 mark, which would bump him up to number four ahead of CeeDee Lamb and behind Hunter Renfro. So out of all the players here, DJ Moore has a lot of room to grow. If he gets just an extra two touchdowns, the yardage of the targets were exactly what we'd like to see. And with an improved quarterback play, I think he can push up into that wide receiver one range next season. Yeah. And, and um, do we do you agree with me that this is Matt Rule's last season um, to to bring it together, or else he's gone? I mean, he was given like a turd sandwich and expected to to turn it into a uh, you know high price cuisine. I, I don't I don't know I mean, what Matt Rule say, has. It was going to be a slow rebuild, but you know, I mean, with so much problem, I mean, I, we got to be honest. In the in that first four weeks, Sam Darn Sam Darnold showed a lot of promise when he took the reins of this offense. So something, so something's there for the system. So they just need to get the right quarterback to run it. I sure know that you're a uh, officially a fantasy football podcaster because your love of terrible quarterbacks knows no bounds. Knows no bounds. I I I just I just said that they need to get a better quarterback <laughs> in to run the system. Speaking of a better quarterback, um, one team went out and with the first overall pick thought that they were getting a <laughs> gold mine. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars. 1,035 total points, about 60 total fantasy points per game from their top contributors. Let's start right at the very top, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, people were expecting him to be the best um, key prospect since Andrew Luck, and he performed more like Trent Elfer. You know, now Doug Peterson has had success with with developing young quarterbacks in the past. Carson Wentz comes to mind when he had that MVP season. Of course. So it so like there is hope here. I actually really like Dan Arnold this year. Uh, they have him for one more year. I I I think that this is a team that can really improve. I, I it, it's just going to come down to Marvin Jones, Lavishka Chenault. Um, you know, who's going to step up for this team, you know, I, cause I, I think Marvin Jones was only on a one year deal, a deal. So I don't know if they're going to bring him back, but I, I, I mean, we all, do we also have to know if it's going to be Travis Etienne or James Robinson next year as well? Yeah. So I'm going to say a little bit of both, but I think, uh, Robinson has the most room to go grow James Robinson. We've already seen him put it together. Urban Meyer. Exactly. Uh, what do you go like one two two and eleven with this team? I mean, just just awful, awful play. And he hated James Robinson. Always pulled him for Carlos Hyde, his boy from college, or Darian Gumbawale. Raquel Armstead touched way more of the ball than I think he should have. It, the 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 depth chart here was just all out of sorts. I think we're gonna go back to James Robinson for two downs. And maybe Etienne on a third down, um, you know, kind of a thunder and lightning kind of comparison here. And I think we're going to get this straightened out next year. Trevor Lawrence can't really get much worse. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, not only are they going to improve statistically, I think of the teams on this list, they are already talented enough to surpass what they did last season. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. So our number two team 
is one we all kind of expected to be here, the Houston Texans. I mean, total fantasy points. They didn't even crack a 1,000. Uh, and, uh, you know, Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor, They, but Davis Mills, I mean, he had flashes. But, you know, your top running back, they had Philip Lindsay, they had David Johnson, they had all these players, and Rex Burkhead was their top performer. Um, and then, Listen, yeah, I will not I, have Rex Burkhead slander on my channel. Okay? I've won <laughs> fantasy championships with Rex Burkhead on my roster. <laughs> now, that wasn't in 2021, but um, a very skilled NFL player, better than his stats, kind of, I feel, betray him. But, yeah, absolutely what, what you said. Davis Mills was kind of a revelation to me. I mean, he, he had 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions over his 11 games. Not world-beating, but he, you know, he, he was putting the ball in the place to win games. He had an 88.8 quarterback rating. Uh, and, and for me, I think Davis Mills is actually kind of good enough. If, if you're one of these teams, and we counted 12 teams that might be looking to upgrade or change quarterbacks this offseason, if you have Davis Mills, you might be more confident than many other teams on this list. I'm not. I'm not gonna totally agree with that because the Texans, Texans have what the third or fourth pick in the draft. They're definitely gonna go with the quarterback. We will see what happens. And there's no saying that if they bring a quarterback in from this draft class, which is certainly not stacked at the position, that Davis Mills wouldn't go out and win the job. He he looked all right to me through the course of last season. I would say he's a top twenty-five quarterback in the league. Um, I mean, I mean, he was QB 27. So yeah, I could see him bumping up two spots. Very nice. Anything else that you want to uh, bring up about the Houston Texans? We could talk all day about the, the storm that is this team with, uh, Watson not playing all last year. Now demanding a trade, who knows what kind of package, if any package they're going to get for him. Yeah. I mean, uh, we might as well just go to it uh, and I'm, uh, we might as well go to the worst team because if the Houston Texans couldn't break a thousand, like who is worse than them. And I'm really sorry to do this, Bob, but the numbers don't good. lie. It was the New York giants, the New York giants. And even, and, and even in Daniel, Daniel Jones played 11 games and he was oh, it, 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 like 15.18 points per game in his 11 games. That was atrocious there is only one thing i'll let you talk because this is your team but mm -hmm. i'm just gonna say one thing i i i warned people at the beginning of the fantasy season do not draft saquon barkley in the in the second or in the second round which was his adp i said i said from the beginning that he was going to that he was going to have that he was not going to be full go that there was going to be lingering injuries from what uh, I mean it, that we, he was going to linger from the ACL tear and this is and, and you know and I and I fully said I was I was ready to be wrong on this and I and I have to say that I'm that I'm not happy that I was right on this I really like Saquon Barkley I think that he can be a dynamic uh, running back talent. I really hope that he can pull it together this year now that he's going to be fully healthy. So I, I, out of all the players that I expect to rebound, I expect Saquon Barkley to rebound this season. Yeah, I, I'm more worried about the offensive coordinator and the, the coaching rebound. I mean, obviously Joe Judge uh, was in over his head. And, and none of the players, it, it wasn't that we didn't have skilled players. It was that the Giants uh, couldn't put together a team and you know sometimes a team is is bigger than you know the sum of its parts you know and 
certainly looking at Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram, who, you know, I could talk about for another four episodes, catch the damn ball, Evan. Um, they're all good players. Like, they could all do it. Now, Daniel Jones is, you know, I know what you're going to say. You're going to kick back on him. But over the first 10 weeks of the year before that injury, 16.53 points per game was only two points behind Aaron Rodgers during that time span. And he adds it on his feet. So even Daniel Jones, even if he's a bad NFL player, what he adds on the ground and, and some of the intangibles around him, like if some of his quarterback uh, wide receivers could catch the darn ball, he could easily plummet up, uh, you know, skyrocket up and be a quarterback one. Now, not the quarterback one, you know, like a top 12, top 14 guy. But I, I, I'm not so worried about Daniel Jones for fantasy purposes. Draft him at the end of your draft. He's a high upside pick. Who knows what this offense is going to be? Uh, but, you know, for me, the med tent, that, that's it. That's what it was. It, it was players missing games. And the, we talk about next man up. There was no next man up on the Giants. When a guy went down, you had nothing. Saquon Barkley went down, you got uh, Devontae Booker. You know, uh, Daniel Jones go down, you get you know, Mike Glennon to step in. There, there, just, there was no next man up mentality. Um, there, there were players that I saw with a lot of promise. I want to see what Kadarius Toney has to bring next season. I think he could be a star in this league. But you see what's written there. 11 games, 12 games, 12 games, 15 games. There was no consistency over this team, and, and that killed him more than the talent. It's not about talent. It's about putting it together as a team. And this was not a team. This was just a bunch of guys wearing the same color shirt every week. Basically, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all on that. You know, um, I, I and um, who's their offensive coordinator now? Uh, because the offensive coordinator is going to tell us everything about whether or not this team is going to rebound or not. Because it's, uh, Mike Kafka from the KC Chiefs. Oh, okay. That's that's actually that's actually not. Uh, I, I actually I know that name um, because he used to be a former NFL quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that I think that you know we we'll, we can see what Kafka has, and I think that he can perform. Absolutely. And another Dable regime, it can't be worse under Brian Dable than it was um, under Joe Judge. Who, by the way, I wanted to give Judge every chance to to show something, and he just didn't. He he showed nothing. This team was very bad over the past few weeks, but it's not like I'm alerted to a rebuild. This defense was very good at points, and if this offense can click and keep the defense off the field once in a while, you can mm -hmm. see this team, I could see them being a top 15 offense next season. It wouldn't be very hard because they play in the NFC East, so like they're not playing <laughs> yeah. anyone. I mean, aside from the Dallas Cowboys, but you know, I, it, but that's a. Uh, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys. We we, we have to see what's going to be happening now that Amari Cooper is probably going to be out of town. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows where this brings us? But I'll tell you where it does bring us. It brings us to the end of this episode. Make sure you click the bell icon, hit subscribe, and let us know what you think. All your comments are going to be talked about. We will respond to everyone. Go to idsports.com, read uh, Steve's article on uh, free agents. You can check my weekly Major League Soccer articles. Going to be a ton of content this offseason. Very happy to be back, and uh, let's, let's do this again next week, Steve. Yeah, free agency next week. Let's get it, baby. Let's go. Have a great day, and thank you all for watching us here at ID Sports.